Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. so excited about today's guest. Um, I'm always excited about my guest, but um, this one is just near and dear to my heart and just very special. And I was so excited to invite her on the show today um, because she's really more like a, I don't even, little sister, sometimes even an older daughter um, to me because she seems like a big sister to my daughter, Hannah but she also seems like a younger sister to me. Um, And so I am excited to introduce you guys to our very dear family friend, Joanne. Um, She just came into our lives um, really on accident, which not really, because as you guys have heard in some of my other episodes, I truly don't believe in coincidences. And over the years, as she began to watch our children more and more, um, Josh and I just honestly just fell in love with her. Um, She has loved our children like they were her own little brothers and sister. And um, even when Marcus got really sick towards the end, um, she was really one of the only people that we trusted to come and stay with him when we would go to CR um, because she just, we knew that his life mattered to her, to her and he, she cared so deeply for him. And she was so careful with all of his medications and just taking the best care of him. And really every time she came to our home to sit with the kids, um, we just knew they were in the best possible hands. And, um, what was so amazing is over the years, as she was watching our children, um, Josh and I would come home from a date or whatever it was, and we would end up sitting around with her, with Joanne for like an hour sometimes afterwards and just talk about everything about life and just got to know her so much. And that's really where she began to become part of our family. And as you guys will hear in just a few minutes, um, you will see how our stories really intersect and how God had this really planned all along for our paths to cross in this way. And so with that, I am just going to um, hand it over to Joanne to just introduce herself to you guys. So you can know a little bit about her before we dig into the deeper stuff. So Joanne, go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners today. Hey, everybody. Um, my name is Joanne. I like First and foremost, just want to uh, extend my gratitude and appreciation to the Thornhill family, Katie and Josh and the kiddos. Um, I never expected like God to do what he's done in our lives as our paths intertwined. Um, And I know you don't believe in coincidences. I used to. I don't anymore. Um, I think everything happens, obviously, for a reason. As hard as that is to hear in some seasons of life, I really do think that it's, um, it's true. Um, so yeah, I'm Joanne. I'm 22, uh, Austin P graduate, Clarksville, born and raised. Um, grew up with my, I lived with my mom and my sister my whole life up until the last two years when uh, uh, I life just started to throw some really ugly storms my way. Um, and this family has just been there to help me through all of it. And it's the least, absolute least I can do um, 
just to be there for them in any way that I can. So I'm just super grateful to be here. I'm super proud of you, Katie, for the leap that you've taken. I know it can't be easy. Um, just, I mean, to be so vulnerable and to share your hurts and habits and hangups with everybody else um, while you're still going through this lifelong journey of grief. And um, I'm just happy to be here with you guys along the way. And I'm happy to be here today. So thank you for having me. Oh, yes. You are so welcome, Joanne. It is a privilege to have you on the show. And I know as just a little preview that your story is powerful um, and it's going to have a great impact on um, people listening. Um, and even though you are young, you are a young woman, um, you've experienced some really hard things already in your life. Um, so if you could just share a little bit of, of some of the experiences, especially with loss that you've already experienced at such a young age in your life. Yeah, so I, this is a weird, like, thing that I always mention, and I'm like, you know what, nobody ever asks this question, but I'm going to answer it, and it's, uh, no one, it's, I hopefully, and no one's ever come up to you and said, you know, if there's one person in your life that you would lose, and you just know that you wouldn't be okay, you just know that it would just be too hard, the loss would be too great, who would that person be, and, you know, my person was my mom, if you asked me, what storm could you not get through, and what person, if you lost, would you just not be okay? It doesn't mean I don't love other people like just as much. It was just for some reason, my mom was that person for me. And um, so when I was, I was 20, I was 20 years old um, and the holiday season was approaching um, late 2018. And of course, Marcus was diagnosed um, with brain cancer in what was it, June or July of that year. And so that was my first real like wake up call to like reality on we are not promised a life free of suffering. Like this is happening to this family that I hold near and dear to my heart. And God, whew, get me, please get me through this storm. Please bless them and get them through this storm. I know Mark just is going to be okay. And then I started on this journey of like fervently praying for you and your family and for, for your son and for Hannah and Isaac as well. And I thought, okay, surely he's not going to throw anything else at me. I'm going to help them get through this in any way, whatever that means. If that means babysitting, if that means picking them up from school, if that means bringing them in food, I'm going to do that. And then we started to notice some changes that I, that fall in my mom. And I mean, she's had health conditions in the past, but like nothing that we couldn't just, you know, go to the doctors, you know, handle it and get through it and it'd be okay. And um, we always said my mom is the person that helped our family stay together. Like they, she was the glue. Mm -hmm. And so that fall, we started to notice some issues, you know, with her health. And I was very concerned. I even actually texted Josh one night just cause I didn't know what else to do. And I was like, Hey, I know that you're like a PA. Can you please help me out? My mom is having these symptoms. And like, I just need to know what our first step is. Like Vanderbilt can't take her till the 8th of January. Like we're still in December at this point. I'm like worried for my mom's life. Like, what can we do? you know, extreme jaundice and like stomach problems and couldn't go to work. And my mom loved her job. She was a teacher for almost 30 years and loved every minute of it. It was her passion and she wasn't able to do that. So we knew something was really wrong. Um, so anyways, we ended up taking her, my mom didn't want to miss Christmas. The holidays were her favorite. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we ended up taking her the day after Christmas to Vanderbilt, my aunt and my sister did. And, um, we took her to Vanderbilt and sure enough, December 31st of 2018, my mom was diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer. And if I knew then what I know now about pancreatic cancer, the prognosis, the the treatment, the, you know, what she would have to endure, I don't know that I would have 
been able to get through it, just knowing what I know now. But um, she fought long and hard for eight months. Um, she fought beautifully. It was it was tragic and traumatic, and my whole family um, have been through a lot. And in just those eight months alone, before she passed in August of 2019. Um, but I did. I lost my best friend. I lost the person that meant the most to me, and um, I'm getting through it. But uh, that was my first real, I think, loss in my life where I thought this is going to affect me the rest of my life. And I don't know what I'm going to do without my mom. But, um, so yeah, that's one, just one of the biggest things that I've lost. And then of course, Mark, losing Marcus that next summer, um, was nothing short of another hardship. And I know that, uh, um, incomparable to what you guys have gone through, but, um, I love that little boy so much and it was just hard to you know, for that to be uh, the reality for you guys. And um, that was hard too, but those are just two of the biggest losses. Like I think that I'll ever, I'll ever face. Um, and that was really hard, but that's just kind of a recap on like what my life has been like the last two years. Yeah. Um, wow. That is definitely a lot of loss for someone at your age, young twenties, um, losing, like you said, the, the one person um, that you really felt like you needed the most to get through life was your mother. And, um, and that being, you know, the person that you lost and really quickly, you know, eight months is not a lot of time to, um, process and prepare. And really there's no way, you know, as we know now, and you know, that there's nowhere to way to truly prepare your heart, um, to lose somebody you love. Um, but I definitely believe that, that, that was divine in that God brought us into each other's path, knowing that both of us were going to lose someone very precious to us, um, you know, around the same time, relatively close. Um, but my heart just went out to you as, as, um, you were walking with us during our, um, diagnosis of Marcus's cancer and then getting that diagnosis with your mom and having her pass so quickly. And then Marcus, after that, I just, you know, and yet even through all of that, um, I remember when Marcus passed too, that you were there for us. Um, you know, you were comforting Hannah the day Marcus, you were there the whole day that the day he died and were a rock for Hannah and just a shoulder for her to cry on that whole entire day. And that evening after he, the funeral home came and got him and it was just kind of very somber, um, around here. Um, and you stayed, I think you might've even spent the night or something, mm -hmm. um, because she just, she just needed you so badly knowing that you knew what it was like to lose somebody. Um, but she also just trusted you and had that relationship with you. And I think that's another reason it's just so important to not isolate, you know, to, to, um, have community and have support because, you know, when you go through these storms of life that you just never think that you're going to go through, or you hope and pray that you never go through, um, the thing that does help you get through it besides obviously faith and God's grace is the people that, um, you open yourself up to and that you build relationship with. Um, and so we are so very grateful for you. And I know that, you know, we've tried to be there for you as well as, as much as we could um, in your hardships and, and grief and that you're still going through like us, you know, grieving is such a long process. Right. Um, so what, um, you know, like I had said earlier that I didn't believe in coincidences and during all of this time, we were getting to know each other and Josh and I were just um, talking to you a little bit about launching this 
um, ministry that we were so excited about, uh, Celebrate Recovery, and we were telling you about it, and you would actually come over on Tuesday nights and watch our children um, when we went to launch this ministry, and that was maybe for about a year or so after it launched, and then after Marcus passed, um, you you didn't necessarily need to come over to, to watch the kids as much. You did for a little bit, I think, but um, then you started coming to celebrate recovery. And um, if you could just share with the listener, because I, I know that there are a lot of people that um, hear the word recovery um, and they think, you know, that's not for me. That's for those people or, you know, associate it with someone with a drug and al alcohol addiction, which is honestly what I felt initially before I knew. Um, so what what brought you to celebrate recovery? Um, and, and what was it that made you want to start that journey yourself? Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately God's timing was, I mean, obviously exactly the way it was supposed to be. I would not trade the time I got to spend with Hannah, Isaac and Marcus for anything. I mean, the, for one, a lot of the bonding that as much bonding as Marcus would allow, <laughs> you know, his stubborn self, not wanting to get along with me for the longest time. Um, eventually he would give in um, here and there, but uh, I still wouldn't trade a single second. I got to spend with them and that time wouldn't have been there if it weren't for you and Josh starting CR when you did. Um, again, like I've heard you say it before, you're like, of all the times for any of this to happen, like right now, God, we're trying to help other people find uh, recovery from the hurt tabs and hangups. And like, why, why now, why is this happening? And um, so I really didn't get enjoy to get to spend that time with them when I did. And then after Marcus passed, I think it was more for me than them that I still came over. I think I still needed to, I was like, I can't not be there on a Tuesday night. Um, but um, what really brought me to CR was, I was trying to handle my grief appropriately, and I went in thinking, I'm gonna find freedom from being hung up on my grief, and like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna be better because, like you said, you know, you see recovery, and you're like, why? Well, that's for those people. But they never said that's for those people. But I always said mm, it's not for me because I don't need that, or not necessarily. Not that I didn't need it, but I didn't recognize that there was anything else I would need to be set free from. Mm -hmm. um, so then I went and it was actually Josh's testimony that he had shared that first night that I went, which was crazy too. Like uh, his first time sharing it at CR and I was there. So that was awesome. But we had chip time and I was sitting there and I like, God was just stirring in my heart. Joanne, it's not just your grief that you need to process. There's a lot of different things that you struggle with um, that you need to find healing from a lot, lots of hurts, habits and hangups that you need to address and that you need to um, start to turn to me when you're like struggling with it, I realized that I had um, dealt a lot with codependency. And I always had uh, thought of that as something that you struggle with, with your spouse, you know, or with your significant other. And then I isolated it to that and didn't realize that you can be codependent on your friend. You can be codependent on your boss, on your coworker, on anybody that you're seeking that validation from and affirmation from, um, and I used to seek it for my mom and it wasn't necessarily like in its entirety, a completely healthy thing that I always thought to, I sought my value in my self-worth in what she had to say about me and not what God had to say about me. And, um, I realized that I struggled a lot with body image. Um, I had past and current struggles with my outward appearance and gaining a true understanding that my beauty is not defined by what I look like on the outside, but who God has made me to be as a whole is something that I've started to complete, like just let unfold in my life, like through CR, um, just understanding who God made 
me to be is enough. And, you know, Psalm in the scripture assures, assures us in Psalm 139, 14, that we are, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I mean, literally God's word affirms me of that. Like, why am I letting all these other worldly affirmations define my value, good or bad, when God has enough to say about me, and that should be enough for me? Um, I always like tried to convince myself that there was like a correlation with finally being free from my struggle with body image and a notion that it would only happen when I achieved a specific outward appearance. Like once I look like this, I'll be enough for this person, that person, like family, friends, a boy that might like me, like all those things. And then I would be happy. And then I'd be, and I'm putting happy in quotations, satisfied in quotations, because in CR I've realized that that's not obviously what my value should be placed in. Um, because, because God is satisfied with how I am right now in every single way. And I'm sure it breaks his heart. For me to think that my value isn't what I look like or what society thinks I should look like. And so like being free from the bondage of like feeling like I have to look a certain way to be valued and to be appreciated and to be enough. And so CRs helped me out a lot with that. And there's a flip side to the coin where what I consume and when I consume it and why I consume it, it still matters. You know, I can say I can look however I want, but I still have to be healthy. I have to do it in a healthy way. So I'm coming to terms with the fact that I don't have a healthy relationship with some of the things that I consume. Am I trying to fill a void and turning to temporary satisfaction to numb a pain instead of turning to God when I'm struggling and instead of indulging in these numbing like mechanisms, I should be turning to him. You know, I shouldn't be eating like when I'm eating, what I'm eating, like why, like why am I eating those things? Like why am I indulging in these things when I know it's just to numb like myself in the moment and feel better in the moment. It's such a temporary satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and CR and like open share groups, they really helped me unpack that because I never realized what an unhealthy relationship I had with like my body until until this, until this like journey. I've only been in CR for six months, but it's already been like life-changing. So I'm sure when step studies start and everything, I'm really just going to be going in face first. Um, you know, there's anger, feelings of insignificance, all those things that get put on that list as well. But, you know, it's it's a lifelong journey and I'm excited to start it. I'm excited that I have started it and it's all like just in God's timing. I'm, I'm super happy with where it's taken me so far. Yeah, I could not be more excited for you, honestly. Um, just having watched so many women um, go through this program. I mean, and like you said, it is a uh, recovery is a journey, not a destination. So, so a lot of them, most of them are still in it. Um, but watching them go through the step study and actually in a small group of women uh, work through each step one after another, it's going to be life changing for you. Um, and uh, I think there are a lot of people that, you know, maybe start coming to a celebrate recovery with one, one particular hurt, like one main reason that brings them through the door. Um, and then once they're there, and this is what happened to me as well, you, you begin to really see, um, some negative, um, behavior patterns in your life. You start to identify, and that's really stepping out of denial. Um, and you start to identify some, some other areas where, um, where you're just uh, unhealthy, some unhealthy patterns. Um, and it becomes real obvious and it's great. It's totally the Holy Spirit because it's nobody's pointing them out to you. You know, nobody's calling you out a celebrate recovery and say, 
you know, Joanne, you, st- you struggle with codependency and body image and this, you realize these things yourself as you, as you come voluntarily and you hear the testimonies and you, um, uh, listen to the lessons. And then, like you said, in open share group, as you're sitting there and you're hearing all of these other women share what, you know, their vulnerability and their pain and their transparency, and they're sharing some of their struggles, you begin to see that, I'm not the only one struggling with body image. I'm not the only one that's lost a loved one. I'm not the only one who who deals with codependency and anger. Um, And there's just such comfort um, in knowing that we're not alone and you don't have to live in isolation, that there is a place you can come that's safe to talk about those things and, and work through them. And then to actually have tools to use when those, um, when you identify those areas in your life and then you begin to um, recognize the triggers. So, you know, when this happens, I tend to respond by eating a whole box of Oreos, you know what I mean? Um, Or I tend to lash out in anger. And so you can identify, begin to identify triggers. And then what is a healthy response? You know, when you have accountability partners and and a sponsor, and like I talked about on the last episode, an accountability team that, that really you're not working through this alone. And that's really the beauty of it is you are surrounded by people who are also struggling with things um, that can rally with you and encourage you and motivate you to keep going and pointing you back to The one thing that can truly bring healing is Jesus and our relationship. He is the one true higher power that that really can get inside and and cause the heart change. So we're not just going to change our behaviors, stop eating this or that, stop doing this or that. He's changing us from the inside out. And that's where the true healing and true sobriety, long-term recovery comes from, is that relationship with Jesus, which I know you already, you've been a believer ever since I knew you. Um, So a lot of times I'm speaking to the Christian, you know, listening to this episode right now. Um, You know, both Joanne and I were believers a long time before we ever got into recovery. Um, But it was through this process that we were able to identify some things in our childhood, some unhealthy patterns in our, you know, young adult, female, just comparing ourselves to other women, um, you know, that we began to uh, be able to start working on those things and surrendering them to Jesus. So I am just so excited for you. You've already um, come such a long way. And I know that you're going to get so much more healing um, when you get into that step study. Um, so what would you say um, to the young person, probably specifically woman, but to the young person listening today who has, like you, already faced some pretty tough hardships in their life, or maybe struggling with some of the things that you've um, been so vulnerable and sharing with us today. What would you say to that person who's just feeling stuck and hopeless? Yeah, so I want to say, you know, and this is one thing that you pointed out um, in response to the last like little topic of about you know recovery, and that's that you know you're not alone. You you feel until you like see that other people struggle like the same way that you do. Um, it's, you feel it's, it feels very isolating, very alone to think if this is just me. Like, how is everyone else able to put on this mask? And that's just the point is that it's a mask, and you're able to take that off at CR, which I, I appreciate so much. I mean, the safety and the confidentiality and the being able to be who you are and knowing that that's going to be enough because everyone's in the same boat trying to find that same road to freedom that you are. Um, but I would just want to encourage you to to know to this person listening that feels like 
there's just no hope and that that you've gotten to this point for a reason god did not bring you this far just to bring you this far um how you're probably wondering how have you had to experience such hardship and heartache at such a young age and we just have to live a posture where live out a posture where our faith is not based on our circumstances but in who god is yeah recognizing the joy and fully understanding that he's going to do what he says he's going to do and that he has a powerful and purposeful plan in our life. It's just not a coincidence that he's brought you this far and that you're going to go through more trials and more heartache because just because you go through recovery and decide to find freedom from those hurts, habits and hangups doesn't mean you're not going to find more or go through more trials or hardship. That Philippians 1, 6, he's begun a good work in you and he will bring it to completion. Let him be the Lord of your life. Let him be the one you turn to in the deepest waters and when you're trying to seek healing and hope. When he is what you have as, as a strong foundation, even in the deepest of waters, they can't wash you away because he'll always be there to pull you out. Um, he's helped me. He's helped Katie and Josh and, you know, the kids through the hardest things. And we're still here today. And we're wanting to help others because we know that there's healing on the other side of getting through all the, all that hard, nasty stuff. Um, and all you want to do is share it with others. How did, how did I do it? I did it with God on my side and I did it with my community of people that didn't give up on me, that stayed with me. And you have those people in your life too. Um, so that's what I have like as an encouragement to the young people, to the young person, you know, woman, man, that's listening to this, that thinks, well, I can't have that, but you can, you can have that because I was in the same boat that you were, I was sitting there thinking, I can't have that. I'm not equipped enough. I'm not um, worthy enough of that. And that's just like the lie from the enemy trying to attack you, telling you that you can't find that freedom and healing and you can. And um, I'm, I, I try to be just a testament to that with my story, helping others in my grief and loss and absolute heartache, just like letting you know it's going to be okay. And if you're not okay, that's also okay. But the only failure is not getting back up and continuing. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I think those are such great words of wisdom because um, I think a lot of young people today, um, just in talking to um, young people, it, it, there's just this um, social media has really made things very complicated. Um, and uh, so many people, and I feel like women, especially you feel like you have to um, be perfect and you have to, you know, have these great posts and, and this great image that people see, um, and they can't know the real you. If they knew the real you, they wouldn't like you. And so um, we hide ourselves and we just kind of show on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. just the side of ourselves that that would we think would be appealing to other people. Um, meanwhile, those same people are also hurting and and faking it the same way because no, you know, people are scared to be vulnerable. And there's such power in storytelling and sharing your stories, the ugly parts too, because all of us have them. Like you said, if you haven't gone through something hard yet, you will, you know, you will this side of heaven. That is just something the Bible promises that we all will endure suffering to some degree, some different than others, some more than others, but we all will experience it. Whether you're 20 like you, or you're in your forties, like me, um, or even later on in life, you're still, you're still going through hard stuff. And so um, nobody gets out of this life unscathed, you know, quite frankly. And so when you can have um, the tools and support and the foundation in Christ 
to really teach you how to anchor in, like you said, during those storms um, that are going to keep coming. Um, I love what you said that, you know, you may be experiencing, um, even right now, you may be experiencing a um, calm season in your particular storm. Um, it may be calm right now. And so you think uh, there's false hope in that things are, things are okay. Um, but if nothing changes, then nothing changes. And that's what's so helpful about recovery and celebrate recovery is that you are going to get these tools that you will be able to use when that storm starts back up, when those waves start getting bigger and bigger and sometimes overwhelming you, you have the tools to help you um, really anchor into Jesus. And, and then once you've gotten through that storm, like you said, there will be more, there will be more until Jesus comes back. And um, so I'm so grateful for you being as young as you are having these tools now, as you begin your life, really, as you begin your, your journey, um, you, you have the tools to start. And that's just going to be such a huge blessing to you and to people that you come in contact, you know, with your life, because you're going to be able to share that with them. So I'm just so excited for you. And I'm so, so proud of you. Um, honestly. So I just want to, um, thank you first of all, for, being vulnerable and sharing. I think it's hard for women to admit certain things like I struggle with body image or an unhealthy relationship with food. Um, you know, those are things we don't want to admit, but I, I struggle with body image too. And I've shared that on another episode. Um, and so, and I know there's a lot of women that do. So I just, I truly appreciate you coming on today and just being vulnerable about your pain and losing your mom. Um, and, um, what you're struggling with currently and how you're finding hope to get through that. So Joanne, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, and if you don't mind, if you would like to close this episode with just a prayer um, over the listener today, who's again, feeling hopeless and stuck, that would be wonderful. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Thank you again for having me. I, I appreciate it you know, so much. And a lot of times we can feel like our stories don't matter. Like, whether it's in general or as much to others or, you know, whatever that may be, but, you know, being a part of your family in the way that you guys have just welcomed me in so much and let me know how important it is um, to find true freedom and recovery through these steps and um, through this journey. Like, I just know that I'm gonna, I've already been forever changed, but I just know that, you know, this road is going to be long and I'm, somehow able to still cling on to that hope that it's going to get better even when it, it, it might not ever hurt less but having those people in your life that let you know it's going to be okay mm -hmm. that helps out you know all the much you know all all the more yes. <laughs> but I really appreciate you guys I you know couldn't help off without saying that first so yeah. we love you all right we love you too all right all right let us pray uh God thank you for all that you've done and that you're going to continue to do in our lives as we continue to find freedom from our bondage and healing from our hurts. Uh, we thank you for sustaining your, for your sustaining grace and for your sustaining strength. Um, we love it. You know, when you give us the grace, you know, not before it's needed, but when it's needed, I love that. Um, I just want to thank you for Katie, for who she is and for her, how she's able to surrender and allowing you to use her in a way to further your kingdom and truly help others in their hurting. 
um, please be with us, God, as we continue to weather our storms. Help us to understand that just because our circumstances have changed doesn't mean our assignment has. Uh, we must try to live out a life worthy of the gospel. Help us to know you, to love you, and to love your people. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put the group link in the show notes. You can also email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Another way you can do this is to take a quick minute and subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.